They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini Boys. Welcome to the Combini Boys podcast, where my friend Mike and I share the latest and greatest from Japan's amazing convenience stores. In this week's episode, Mike and I once again examine the prolific number of new items out of the Combini. This time at 7-Eleven. We get into the Chicky Wars with updates on Lawson's Nice Cheese Grand Prix and a shocking new Big Chicky out of 7-Eleven. We also dive into a wiener war between Lawson's 7-Eleven and Family Mart and report on big news concerning plastic bags at the Conbini. Let's get started. They're the Conbini, they're the Conbini, they're the Conbini boys. Hey, Mike. Hey, Matt. How you doing? Doing great. Uh, hot as hell here. And uh, just trying to hang in, but uh, of course, glad we're again talking Konbini. How are things over in Kanazawa? Yeah, things are great. You know, we actually had a sunny day today, which, you know, I mm. finally got some vitamin D. I was almost looking like a, you know, like a skeleton. And now I finally Ooh. got some, got some, uh, got some sun feeling good. Pretty pumped because I mean, it's episode 15 and you know, as always, we start off and I was thinking, man, what are we going to talk about this week? And now, geez, this thing is like, a, it's probably three pages of stuff we got to get through here today. I'm just super pumped. Yeah, about 45 minutes ago, we had a blank agenda. Now we have probably three weeks worth of content ready to go. Um, just so hard to keep up with the conbini, but we're trying our best here. Yep. Yep. All right. So, hey, let's kick it off. Um Let's get a quick check-in, something we've been checking in the past couple weeks, and I'm talking about the Nice Cheese Grand Prix coming out of Lawson. Um, yeah, so this goes until the 20th, so until tomorrow, Japanese or Japan time. So we are looking at the end of the race, and um, what are we looking at here in terms of rankings? Yeah, no change from last week. Uh, out in front is the Smoked Cheese L Chicky. No surprise there. This mm. thing is just a juicy, dirty diaper of chicky and cheese. <laughs> and then uh, in second place, we have the three cheese, the Parmesan mozzarella and cheddar, uh, Karaage Kun. And then again, just uh, somehow raced up the track last week, the Cheese Dog 2. Mm. Uh, that, of course, being the uh, sausage and melted cheese on a stick coated in batter and then uh, topped with crispy potato pieces. In last place, I have to say, I'm very happy about this, is the cheese foam drink, the cheese tea. Yeah. Uh, way back in last place, uh, I'm, I'm quite pleased that yeah. uh, the chicken items are running laps around the cheese tea here. Yeah, me too. And uh, yeah, cheese tea, just just go ahead and write them off. I mean, we only got a day. <laughs> but if you want to see Cheese Dog 2 being the winner of this, then you need to get on Twitter now and you need to shout out to all your followers because, yeah, we're looking at a 5,000 vote difference here between the uh, El Chicky Cheese and the uh, Cheese Dog 2. It could happen. I don't know if, uh, you know, some, somebody big on Twitter gives a big shout out who knows but um yeah we'll just have to see next week who is the final winner of the nice cheese grand prix that's right we'll announce next week i am actually rooting for cheese dog too uh okay um uh 
you know, keep it, keeping it going with the uh, chicky wars here. We always lead off with the fried chicken news coming out of the convenience. And uh, this week we have a pretty interesting product coming out of 7-Eleven. Mm. This is the big chicky. Mm. Now, uh, it's it's more than just a big chicky here. Uh, somehow 7-Eleven has managed to splice and fuse together thigh and drum meat into a boneless chicky. Mm. Um, they're saying that uh, the thigh is there for the juicy, uh, the juiciness, and then the drum is there for the umami. Hmm. Um, Mike, uh, I know we, we've had a chance to look at, uh, this is the Salaryman uh, blog. This guy's doing incredible work here and just doing all kinds of great stuff on the convenient. He had some great photos. What's your take hmm. on this product, Mike? Yeah, man, I'm looking at uh, the Super Salary Man's blog here, and yeah, really just shout out this guy. I mean, he's doing the he's doing the real work. Uh, he's got on the scale here 164 grams. That's about six ounces, um, <laughs> and he has a cross section where he's cut into this thing. And we were talking about this before. I don't even know what's going on inside this. Thing. There are <laughs> multiple layers of chicken. I was thinking we were just going to see two cuts. You know, the the thigh and then the 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 breast but um yeah man no this thing is layered and i have no idea what this tastes like yeah imagine a stone wall where each you know stone is sort of stacked in a not sort of clear brick-like manner but just somehow still holding itself together that's what it looks like here where the drum meat and the thigh meat are cut into these weird shapes <laughs> and again somehow fused together and there's no bone um, at all. This is a this is a chicky here. Yeah. Um, just some sort of bizarre innovation coming out of Seven Eleven, splicing together different parts of the chicken mm. for this big chicky here. Yeah, and um, yeah, you're gonna have to you know watch your wallet. This is normal chicky, you know, runs about <laughs> one fifty, hundred fifty yen. This thing three hundred and fifty yen. That's up there mm. with a main course item so uh yeah i'm excited to give it a try that's all i can really say all right um so that's the chicky wars and uh yeah i too hope uh maybe at the gimba with mike that could be a great thing to feature uh yeah maybe yeah, uh, in, a, in a coming week yeah i'll try and get out there and get one of those all right so this week as you remember last week we uh we took a look at Family Mart's incredible output of items. Um, mm. That was 68 items being released last week. And, uh, you know, we had always said, like, you know, the competing the each week, they're just putting out tons of items. But um, we finally got a number, 68 items. And so this week we were thinking, hey, let's take a look at some of the other convenies. And ladies and gentlemen, this week we look at 7-Eleven. Mm. Last week at seven or Family Mart, 68 items. This week, 7-Eleven, 90 seven items uh matt what what did you think when you saw that number i'm blown away um knocking on the door of 100 items again for a single week and in Mm. true 7-eleven fashion as you scroll through the seven pages 
of new items. You're just looking at a smattering, no clear pattern to any of it. No, no. Uh, it's just a real buckshot. Just pull the trigger on that shotgun and see what sprays out. And my goodness, uh, what sprayed out of there in some cases was truly spectacular. And um, like yeah. we did last week, yeah. Mike, I think we each took some time and some real time here to browse mm-hmm. through these 97 items. And we each picked three that really stood out yep. to us. And I think we want to... Um, just share each of those. I haven't seen your three. You haven't seen mine. So uh, we're That's just right. going to have a quick peek. And I, I'd like to introduce to you and our audience, to tee it up here, the hashed potato consomme chips. Ooh. Yes. These are a bag of hashed potatoes that have been combined <laughs> together somehow into these crispy squares with consomme flavor. I'll tell you what, Mike, I can hear the crunch on these things just looking at them. (laughs) Who who doesn't love hash? Everybody loves hash. And now you can get hash in a bag with consomme flavor. That's not even the best part. These things have smart coding technology, (laughs) which they claim keeps the seasoning from adhering to your fingers. An age-old problem. Of course, yes, uh, most prominent when eating Cheetos and the orange dust sticks to your fingers. Now there's no licking your fingers, no wiping on your jeans. The seasoning stays where it belongs on the hash. That's my, that's what stood out to me first, first and foremost. Wow. I'm, I was over here just speechless. Um, Yeah. Not just an exciting item to eat, but also An innovation in technology. Wow. What a choice. Amazing. Yes. Um, Okay. All right. So I'd like you to take a look at my first one here. Um, This boy right here on the topic of uh, chips. Guys, uh, we are looking at one of the legendary chips in Japan. And I'm talking about the Wasa Beef (laughs) chip. The Wasa Beef. That's Wasabi and Beef. So you have the sort of spicy taste of the wasabi with the savory taste of the beef. And what's special about these, the wasabi beef chips um, are known throughout Japan. This is not a new item, but this is the wasabi beef. And that wa is the character in the wagyu, which is Japanese top level beef. So this is not just wasabi food. This is wasabi beef using Japanese Wagyu. This is almost a triple pun in one word. We got the Wagyu, the Wasabi beef. My God, what a name for a product mm. there. Absolutely outstanding. And no doubt, uh, you know, Wagyu plus Wasabi, everybody knows the Wasabi helps to cut through that rich Wagyu flavor. I'm sure that's outstanding. Uh, and they have this wonderful, looks like uh, mildly depressed uh, cow. <laughs> On the front there, that is just absolutely <laughs> adorable. Fantastic packaging there. Congratulations yeah. to yeah. 7-Eleven. Yeah, and the picture of the wasa or the uh, wagyu as well just looks amazing. Fantastic. So, um, okay. So what we're looking at here is the Todori Cheese Sauce Umakara Takarubi Doria, which I actually don't know what this is. Uh, frankly speaking... <laughs> 
I almost pooped my pants just looking at this thing. I got to tell you, this probably looks better on the way out. Um, this is some kind of mess of cheese, onions, meat, and a spicy broth. I This probably starts looking good after beer number four. And by then, it's probably looking like a three Michelin star dinner. Um, now, I'd like to point you to our good friend, the salary man, because he actually featured this product. Uh, if you still have the big chicky page open, scroll down a little bit uh, past okay. the uh, the udon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what we're looking at here, this guy is yanking on the cheese. He's yanking on the cheese. And there's no way to describe what what this is. This is sort of the Victoria Falls of melted cheese here. I can almost hear it splashing down onto that mess of, of soup and beef and whatever else that is. Mike, can you, what what is going on there? Oh, man, this is amazing. So just, again, a shout out to Super Salaried Man. We might just have to pack up. I mean, this guy is doing just amazing work. I don't even know if there's anything we need to really say that he doesn't describe in these pictures. Yeah, this is like a foot. It's a, it's held like a foot above this, and that cheese is just uh, splashing down. So the takkarabi, yeah, it's, uh, you know, the, the Korean-style um, dish that's mm. gotten pretty popular. Um, and the doria, which I think is the rice, but oh. yeah, man, this is, just looks like a, a swamp of, um, <laughs> swamp. of bread, <laughs> sauce, and cheese, and uh, yeah, man, I don't know. This looks amazing. Great pick. All right, so coming up to my number two. Um, hold on, I lost it here. Uh, if you can open up number two there. Ooh. Yeah, so Ooh. what we're looking at here is the Taiwan beef miso mixable salad. Ooh. Not to be mistaken with mixed salad. In Japan, these mixable salads are, they call them maze sarara. They, they have the ingredients that are all uh, separated, but then once you open up, you mix it all together yourself. Um, it has Taiwanese-style beef topped with an egg yolk, mm. bean sprouts, carrots, lettuce, tomato, and sauce. Um so I really like this just because I'm a big fan of any time we can get any sort of other countries um, flavors into the kombini. Mm. Uh, you know, we got your pastas, you got your Japanese food as well, and you've got some other countries that are represented. But um, I love anything that um, this this in this case Taiwanese food. Um, uh, yeah, it just looks really refreshing, and uh, I'd love to give it a try. That was the word I was thinking of as well, refreshing. It does look like a fantastic lunch item when it's hot as mm. hell out there and you want to get full, but you don't mm. want to feel gross. Um, yeah. And so a uh, fantastic choice there, Mike. Um, and that seasoning on that beef does look good with that egg yolk mixed in there. Mm. Mm. That looks mighty good. And 370 that's quite a deal on a product like that, I got to say. Yeah, remember the uh, the big chicken from Seven Eleven. That's three hundred fifty yen. So uh, you know, take that into consideration. Okay, um, so the last item for me, uh, it's mm -hmm. now correct link there. If you could pop that open. Um, All right. What we're looking at here is the Black Thunder <laughs> Pablo Cheese Tart Combo. 
And for those of our loyal listeners, we brought up the Pablo cheese tart in an early episode, maybe four or five here. And I am just staggered the run the Pablo cheese tart is having. This has to be one of the greatest niche item runs of all time here. And now they're finding themselves paired with Black Thunder, a staple convenience snack here. And uh, for those who don't remember, Pablo's cheese tart is this, is this, uh, is this bakery that pumps out a single kind of cheese tart that can be served three different styles, rare, medium, rare, and I think well done. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now you can, you can eat a black thunder that's somehow stuffed with the flavor and perhaps even the texture of a Pablo cheese tart. And it's even served, it's even tasty served cold or frozen. They're saying here. So, oh. uh, outstanding. And just again, staggered by, um, the Pablo cheese tart run that's happening. Yeah, I this is amazing. Black Thunder's one of the best like snacks in Japan by far. And this just makes me think of like the level of innovation like when it start like when you think normal innovation you're thinking, "Hey, let's mix um like uh let's mix caramel with chocolate mm. and strawberry or something." Mm. So you're mixing like, you know, core uh elementary ingredients, but this is like you're combining products themselves. Mm. You have like, so you've gone above that. You've innovated to a level where now you can combine things that are, that are made up of elementary items. Mm. It's just amazing. I, I'm just, I, I don't know what's going to be in the future. Like now you're going to mix the black thunder cheese, Pablo cheese tart. <laughs> if you mix that together with something else, like what is the end result? I can't even imagine. Yeah, hard to hard. Yeah, little again, similar to the somehow fusing, splicing, and fusing together the the drum and thigh meat to create a boneless chicken <laughs> at Seven Eleven. Again, the combinations are outstanding. All right, all right, all right. okay. So we're we're running long. So I'll introduce my last one. Um, if you can open that up. So we are looking at the uh, none other than the zero K cow <laughs> cider triple. This is a drink. If you didn't understand that. Um, and I don't really know what it is happening here. It's a um, apparently a zero calorie cider with a triple. Now, what is that triple? <laughs> it seems to be lemon, apparently. But I have no idea what this is. Is it sparkling water? Is it like a sparkling cider? What What do you think? I, I have no idea. I I also took a hard look at this product here, mostly because I too was uh, dumbfounded by it. Zero and triple somehow making its their way into <laughs> the name here. But yeah, the the cider triple what? I feel like they just forgot to print the last word of the name <laughs> of this product here. Yeah. Is it lemon? Is it apple? Is it, what is it? Uh, and then zero calories. Again, a sort of bizarre claim there. Um, I guess... Yeah, uh, half a liter too. I don't know if you caught that. This is 500 mil. That's a big boy right there. That is a big boy, no doubt. Apparently GABA, G-A-B-A, GABA is in there as well. Who knows? It says seven ingredients. We'll have to look into this further. But uh, <laughs> anyways, we've run long. We, we got we to move on. We got to move on. And we got to move uh, back to one of our listeners' favorite segments, The Hall. Uh, mm. This is where Mike and I each pick a hall for the other to evaluate. And so uh, this week, we again have two halls here. And Mike, you got one picked out. I'm going to pop this open. If you could describe to our listeners 
what we're looking at. Ooh, interesting. All right. So what we're looking at mm. is we've got three <laughs> drinks and a, and a food. We've got we've got a sun kissed lemonade sour. Ooh. We've got a Hyoketsu strong mm. salt lemon chuhai, mm. and then we have a big boy, the ultra cold lemon chuhai, and then with that we've got the Otsumami beef mm. thick cut beef jerky. Wow. Um, so three alcoholic beverages, one kind of upping the next, and then the beef jerky. There's zero balance to this haul. <laughs> but, you know, there are different kind of hauls out there. And uh, I don't know mm. if I should be ashamed to say this, but I've, I've done a few of these hauls before. Yes, yes. Where you're just grabbing a bunch of drinks and then that otsumami snack in this case that thick cut beef jerky Uh, i know there's no main i i know there's no hot box (laughs) i know there's no meal here but i gotta tell you i love this haul i'm giving it four out of five stars wow (laughs) wow i love it let me give you some background. This is none other than my haul from last Friday night. So, <laughs> so let me explain what happened here. Um, I got into the convening and I was, you know, and I was thinking, hey, it's Friday night. I'm going to have some, let me look at the chew highs. And, you know, I usually like to have a, a good variety, but I was looking through and I said, hmm, the sun kissed. Mm. Lemonade sour. This looks interesting. And mm. then I was looking at the others, and I this strong hyoketsu, the the salt lemon that just sounded really mm. refreshing. And then then I was looking at this other one, the ultra cold lemon. So they're all lemon, <laughs> but I was just so drawn to each of them, and um, I, I I'm really happy to say they were all individually really good, mm. and especially this ultra cold. Uh, lemon, the, the the tall boy was a was a was a home run, and so I'm just so happy. Oh, I was a little nervous that you were going to slam me down, but I'm glad that you you felt the uh, you know there are different types of halls, and um, so I'm I'm really proud that you that you gave me the the, the score that you did. Yeah, outstanding work there. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, so I also picked out a haul here. This is from Twitter. Um, so what we're looking at here is a Lipton apple tea, a carbonara, a vegetable stick with dip, and finally, a black thunder. Uh, this is a bar, black thunder mm-hmm. bar. All right, let me just describe kind of what I'm feeling here. The apple tea looks refreshing. Mm. Looks great and refreshing. The carbonara. Oh man, this is a <laughs> This is a quarry of cheese. I don't think there's this is just uh, and then we've got the black thunder, but the bar, you know, usually black thunders are they're small, you know, they're they're about three inches by two inches. They're, they're small. So this is like a big boy, I'm guessing. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the, I mean, who can go wrong with the, the sticks of, you know, <laughs> cucumbers. And although this is a pretty sad, I mean, there's just two little measly 
carrots in there. <laughs> They're squiggly. They don't have enough. You know, they've been out of the water for too long. Ah. So I'm a stickler, as you know, last week, I'm a stickler for balance. And mm. this is obviously someone going in for, a, you know, probably a lunch or something here. I don't know. You know what? I'm just going to go with the safe. I'm just going to say three stars. Um, I, you know, it, it has the balance, but it's, it doesn't have anything really special. It's missing something from the hot box. Ah, three stars might be too light. You know, last week I was really harsh and this week maybe I'm being too loose, but you know what? I'm just going to say three stars. It's, it's, Overall, I mean, it hits all the spots, but there's nothing mm. like too exciting about any of it. Mm. Um, so, all right, yep, I'm going to give a three star. That's what I'm going with. I think that's a fair review. I think you know what's really holding this together is the Cabanara, which sort of yeah. has its own gravitational pull there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. I think I think the Cabanara is accounting for all three of those stars maybe the black thunder is yeah helping yeah, out yeah, there yeah as well all right so nice to get out some hauls okay all right well we've just been blowing through items and you know and here we go we're coming back up to the new item so this week we've got a theme matt i know you're excited as our listeners know by now matt is one of the foremost specialists on dogs thank you in the universe um and this week we're looking at wieners and we're talking wieners i mean sausage like things that are uh that are you know they're wieners you know um so um let's just go right in. So i'm gonna pass it off to you because i know you you're the uh you're our you're our captain here yeah so we have each conveni family mart 7-eleven and lawson coming out with a wiener item here and let's kick off with family mart um yeah family mart has the big chorizo wiener uh, I'll just briefly describe what we're looking at. We got a wiener, uh, a long, thin sausage uh, in a bun with uh, ketchup and mustard. But I do want to spend a little bit of time on this bun here, Mike. Um, <laughs> this is unlike any bun I've ever seen. That, I, that There's no doubt that that wiener is taking a long, nice nap right now. When I'm on my deathbed, just lay me down. In place of that chorizo, that's how I want to go. In a fat bun coated in ketchup and mustard. I'm falling asleep looking at this thing. That bun, my God, that's probably what the Peninsula Hotel uses for its mattress uh, material. This is just an outstanding looking product. Again, the highlight here for me is the bun, not so much the wiener. Yeah, man. Uh, wow. When you said that, you're exactly right. Uh, as you described, I mean, this is a very soft, encompassing bun. I think if you're a person with a small mouth, you might, your first bite, you might not even reach that, no. that wiener. You might just be getting a, a, a mouthful of bread there. And um, yeah, I got to say, it looks, I'm sure it's great. That mustard is packed in there just perfectly in that uh, that cushion of bun and that mm. chorizo got that that very exquisite uh drawing up the ketchup there nice item that's all i've got to say this is looking great 
Okay, so maybe on to Lawson here. And at Lawson, we have the pork, wiener, and cheese shitori roll. Um, so what we're looking at here is a pork sausage wrapped mm-hmm. up like a like it's in a sleeping bag. Uh, the sleeping bag being, I think it's a steamed bread here. And yeah, yeah. it's got cheese cream, not to be confused with cream cheese, uh, stuffed inside it as well. Um, mm-hmm. I got to tell mm-hmm. you, this thing looks absolutely outstanding. What I like about this yeah. is unlike the last one, Mike, you were mm-hmm. very uh, correct to say unlikely to get a bite of the wiener. Here, the wiener is peeking out of the yeah. sleeping bag roll, and it's got some cheese spurting out as well so your first bite's going to be mostly sausage and cheese cream maybe you get a hint of that roll but you're going to get all three layers every single bite which i like this is a very well designed uh sausage product yeah yeah i you know what we were saying this is going to be a um a sausage uh uh theme but you know now these these rolls these buns are really what are getting me excited this one looks like like you said a sleeping bag it's it's a white bread that is steamed and it looks so soft i'm sure you bite it it's like a marshmallow and inside you've got that cheese sauce Mm. i gotta i'm I'm telling you right now, I'm going out and getting one of these this week. I can't, I can't even wait. I might actually go out once we're done recording because this just looks amazing. Yeah, I'd say out of the three, I think this one is definitely looking like the best. Um, yeah. yeah. What's looking like the worst to me would be our third one here. This is out of 7-Eleven, classic 7-Eleven fashion here, just making some sort of nasty product. This is the Burrito Double Wiener in Red Curry. Um, so what we're looking at here is two wieners wrapped in a tortilla with two kinds of cheese and red curry sauce. Mike, I gotta tell you, this looks like something out of The Walking Dead here. Um, if you were to drop this next to a homicide scene, I think the cops would pick it up thinking it's a body part. Um, I'd have to have a blindfold on before taking a bite of it, I think. Um... This, what is with 7-Eleven here making? And they don't even try to clean it up on the packaging. Uh, it looks no. as gross on the packaging as the uh, as the photo next to it of the actual product. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd have yeah. a tough time with this one. Yeah, I. you know what? I'm going to actually veer here and say <laughs> this thing looks pretty good. I um, You got this curry on the bottom. You, on the top, you got the cheese. And then you got these parallel wieners just, <laughs> just shooting throughout this burrito or whatever this is. I don't know. One thing I'll say, this thing has way too much wrap. This thing's been wrapped like four or five four times. times. <laughs> no one wants that. So actually... I'm going to come back into the fold. No, this thing, I, I think you're probably going to get a big bite of, as opposed to the last two where you got these magical buns. This thing, I'm sure you just got this flowery taste in your mouth. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I like the effort on the double wiener. That's a new innovation, but um, probably next week we'll see a triple wiener. That's how things go in the kombini. But um, yeah, I... Uh, Amazing. <laughs> yeah, what a product. Um, what a product. 
All right, uh, last one for this week, and we're veering off the sausage path here to kind of cleanse the palate. Out of uh, this is out of Lawson. Uh, we have a pudding sandwich. That is correct. You heard that right. This is a pudding sandwich, which is to say <laughs> bread, two slices of bread stuffed with vanilla and chocolate pudding. Um, enough said for me, Mike. What's your take on this product? You know, I don't have much else to say either. I, mean, you, know, I you know, this is a thing in Japan, and it's actually kind of a popular thing. Even overseas, the... Um, you know, the cream-filled cream and fruit uh, uh, sandwiches, mm. something you just would never imagine uh, back home. Um, yeah, I'll give it to, you know, Lawson, Akiko Lawson. Um, nice presentation. I mean, it looks like, a you know, we got in the background, looks like we got some sort of tea there. Um <laughs> Not much to say. I mean, I'd like to take a bite, but I just, I, I've never been able to get around the, the bread filled with the sweet. Um, it's a little bit troubling. And actually, I'll, just real quick, this actually comes out of the Uchi Cafe series. And we're going to talk about the Uchi Cafe series in a future mm. episode because it is tremendous uh, what they're pumping mm. out there. This just does not fit with me into that series. This is way too simple, way too elementary. I feel like somebody on that product development team just was like late on a homework assignment and they had to come up with their product the next day. It was two in the morning and they just found themselves with two <laughs> slices of bread and two kinds of pudding. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, uh, sandwich, a pudding, chocolate pudding sandwich at Family Mart. That's the last new item for this week. Um, okay. So I guess uh, next up here, we are on to the mailbag. And Mike, I think you have uh, something you'd like to share uh, about an update from the mailbag. Yep. So um, to the people that have been following us on Facebook and Twitter and have been listening to the podcast as well, um, uh, maybe you noticed in the past week we actually had a new um, logo. And I'd like to give a shout out to uh, my coworkers that have this new project that they're doing, and it's called Design Detox. And what they do is they take uh, something and their uh, some design, and then they kind of redo it, and they're presenting it on Twitter um, and so, yeah, I just, uh, like to give a real big thanks to the, uh, design detox and, you know, uh, hopefully everyone can go check them out on Twitter. They're at design detox three, six, zero. And, uh, yeah, if you could go over and give them a follow, uh, I'd really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, thanks so much for the, for the new logo. Yeah. Thanks to those guys for the, uh, awesome new logo. We're excited about that. Okay, uh, last up here, we always end with Konbini news. Uh, this week we have uh, a couple of stories here. Um, to start off, uh, this isn't so much a story, but more recognition of the great work that the uh, Konbini, their managers and workers, do every single day out there. Um, Mike, I was on the Asahi Shinbun. That's uh, one of the big newspapers in Japan. I was on their website and I saw that they had a sort of thank you page where they recognize people who have helped others, brought smiles to uh, people's faces. And every day they post something here. And of the last 45 or so postings, the Konbini has been featured seven times. Wow. Yeah. Um, just helping people primarily, uh, it looks like the elderly avoid these um, rampant uh, scams uh, of, mm -hmm. of having people send money. But uh, I was just floored uh, by the number of instances of the Konbini uh, really helping their community. 
Yeah, yeah, me too. And um, especially um, one Combini was actually named twice. Mm. And this is a uh, family mart in Mino, Osaka. Um, yeah, they uh, in the past 45 days, twice have helped their customers to avoid uh, fraud. And um, so, yeah, this week we're giving them, you know, our shout out. And thank you as the heroes of the Combini, Mino Osaka Family Mart. Thank you. We salute you. We salute you. All right. Um, okay, so I, I, I'll just take this one. So the last news that we have coming up here, this is kind of a really big deal. Mm-hmm. And this is not just affecting the, the convenience stores. This is a nationwide thing that's happened. So in Japan... Uh, all bags at stores are now, uh, you have to pay for them. They, they, they cost mm. money. Whereas before, um, especially in convenience stores, you bags were free. Um, and this doesn't seem to be like that big of a deal, but, um, <clears throat> one common, uh, thing that you'll encounter if you had been to the convenience before this is you get up to the counter and maybe you buy two items, you buy an ice cream and you buy a, uh, you know, a, a double wiener um, wrap from uh, from Seven Eleven, and uh, one thing that often they'd say is, uh, "Would you like separate bags, mm. one for the hot and one for the cold?" Well, that is no more. Um, yeah, all bags now will cost money, and um, yeah, it, yeah. How, how, what do you think about this? Well, uh, frankly speaking, quite frankly, I'm concerned. Uh, I, I, I hope that the uh, policymakers conducted a study on how many bankruptcies this could cause here. Uh, they might need to pair this with some kind of tax credit because, like you're saying, you might walk out of the convenience with three, four plastic bags. Um, yeah, yeah. And they that's the default. Uh, they They... They insist, unless you tell them to put stuff together, mm-hmm. they're going to separate it. And, uh, no. yep. you know, if you're going to the convenience two, three times a day, walking out with four bags uh, each time, that's a lot of bags yeah. that you got to pay for all of a sudden. So um, I'm a little bit worried about this, but I do think it's the right move. Uh, the convenience is yeah. just absolutely an abomination when it comes to the waste mm-hmm. in packaging mm-hmm. that they send out the door with every single customer. Yeah, yeah. I one thing that I noticed on my my first trip to the convenience since this happened is and one thing that I'm a little bit concerned of. The great thing about the convenience, you get up there, you put your stuff on the t- the counter. They say, you know, how do you want to pay? Do you want to heat this up? And then it's just quick. It's quick. Bam bam bam. Well, at least 7-11, they have four different sizes of bags and they all cost the same. Hmm. So, they have like a small, medium, large and then like a bento. Who's going to be able to figure that out? Mm. Like, so when I got up there, she said, like, what size bag do you? I said, I, I don't know. Like, what, what do you recommend? You know, like I, there's so many bags. I don't want to get something too big, too small. And so they had to, it was just sort of back and forth. It sort of slowed things down. I had some people behind me, you know, that always gets you sweating when you're taking too much time. And so I don't know. I, I hope they just come, they can just figure it out and just say, if you want a bag, we will you know, curate the, mm. the bag choice. So I'll, I'll you know, we'll have to keep an eye on this just to see how, where this goes. I agree with that. Yeah. Put the burden on the, uh, on the convenience to figure out the bagging situation. Don't, don't put the customer under pressure there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it can be, yeah, yeah. It can be frustrating or, you know, when you're behind someone in line and they're just, you know, taking all day. Mm. So, 
All right, everyone. So thanks as always for tuning in to the Convenient Boys podcast. Um, as always, uh, if you're following us on Twitter or on Facebook, thank you so much. And if you're not, please check us out at the Convenient Boys. Uh, and if you have a convenient memory or if you have a haul that you'd like for us to review, um, we have a toll-free number, 617-453-8207. Give us a call and we will be sure to share it on the podcast. Um, so yeah, as always, uh, thank you all for listening. Um, and, uh, Matt, I, uh, guess I'll see you at the convening. I'll see you at the convening.